welcome to All Light No Shade, the positive pod we need in our ears right now. My name's Kirsten and welcome my co-host Nathan. Thank you, can't believe we're up to episode 5 already. Thanks for tuning in. Nathan, what's one surprising thing you've done this week? Um, I think I've probably done more cooking this week than I have in any other week, probably the entire time we've been married, actually. So maybe I'm catching your bug. I don't know. What's going on? That's true. It is surprising, um, but it is a welcome surprise. Mm. My question for you is, while you have lots of really good TV shows going at the moment, I want you to pick your top one of the ones we're enjoying That is a hard one. I would probably have to say I'm most enjoying watching Friends or re-watching Friends, I should say. There you go. I thought Survivor Winners at War was going to be number one. It was a toss-up, but um, it was my top one. So Going back to the old classic. That's right. After last week's show about Zoom power moves and Zoom fails, we've had one of our faithful listeners submit a Zoom power move to us. Kirsten, could you explain that one? Yeah, I really like this one. Um, I think it's one that we should try and use. So what you do is if someone's holding something uh, in on their end of the Zoom, in their video frame, so someone might be holding a pen, and you say, oh, um, Fiona, can you just pass me that pen? And so then Fiona will throw the pen towards her screen and you on the other end have the exact same pen on your end um, and pretend to catch it. And it actually looks really good. <laughs> it does look impressive. We saw it last night and it it was dazzling. Yeah. You've got to have the exact right same object though. So you've got to have like the same color mug or other. And you should, probably shouldn't get people to throw mugs <laughs> amongst their computer but you've got to have the same object but when you do if you pull it off it might take a bit of planning but it's an it's an excellent power move so we have been going out each day to walk or run in our local park Mm -hmm. in the inner west Mm -hmm. it's been beautiful good times all around uh, and while walking, I've seen a couple of famous people. Mm, lucky I haven't, so a bit jealous. Do you feel like you might have, but you just didn't recognize them? Yeah, that's probably true. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I say famous people, they're not that famous. So I yeah. saw Casey Donovan. Mm-hmm. Um, Australian Idol winner, season two. Season two, was yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, so beat very Anthony Kalia. Yes. Very controversial at the time. (laughs) I remember thinking when I watched that she was 16 and all the commentary was like, oh, wow, a 16 year old so Mm. young to win. And I think I must have been 10 or something. And I was like, 16's not young. 16's old. Yeah, you can drive and you're 16. Yeah, exactly. I also saw Ida Butros. Mm -hmm. I did not know that, who that was when you first told me. (laughs) (laughs) You probably run past her lots of times. And who else did I see? Oh, a, um, a famous writer um, that nice. you, you wouldn't know. Anyway, so uh, it made me think about um, brushes with fame mm. that we've had in the past. Those yeah. kind of almost famous moments. Yeah. Up until recently, um, actually a bit, of a, a bit of a blast from the past with Australian Idol again, my closest brush with fame was when I once hugged Guy Sebastian after waiting in line for him to sign his album. Wow. Australian Idol season one winner. Yeah. <laughs> Beating Shannon Noll. We are the masters of Australian Idol trivia. <laughs> <laughs> but we've had a few more brushes with fame mm. recently. 
Um, particularly you have one that yeah. we're very, both very, very proud of. Yeah, it was um, definitely unexpected, but it all started probably back in November 2018, where we listened to a Hamish and Andy pod of this guy who could divide numbers by seven as this special skill, which is a segment that they do. And Kirsten's friend texted us and said, ah, oh, this guy, this guy is not as good as what Nathan can do. Nathan can do numbers better than this guy and he's getting famous. Uh, and that inspired Kirsten and her old family to write into Hamish and Andy to try and get me onto the podcast um, and to show my special numbers skill as well. And that first attempt, that first wave was highly unsuccessful. No response. It was uh, devastating, actually. I really thought we would hear back, um, but just just nothing. And we, I talked some smack as well in, <laughs> in the request. I said um, we, were in, we were offended by mm. how impressed Hamish and Andy were with, with this guy that could only divide by seven. Um, and as my friend put it, she was not impressed because she knew of a true human calculator. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't that disappointed because I've never had to perform my maths tricks under such pressure before. So I wasn't too sad that I didn't, didn't go on. But uh, the story continues. I think about the middle of last year, middle of 2019, you were trying to get in on a segment for Power Moves and we were getting increasingly frustrated that you couldn't get in. And so on the spur of the moment, you decided to submit my special skill again because you're so desperate to get someone on to Hamish and Andy. So You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and so you submitted it on a Sunday and then on a Tuesday, I think you got the call from oh, Hamish and Andy. I got a text message from a producer from the Hamish and Andy show and I was on a work call at work at the time and I saw the text message pop up and I completely lost my train of thought on the call because mm. I like my heart instant instantly quickened um <laughs> I was just flipping out I called you and was like Hamish and Andy want you on this Thursday yeah it was crazy so they texted me as well on the Tuesday and then I think when they texted me they asked me to do the Wednesday so a day earlier and so I was mixed feelings of mixed of like uh excited but also really scared because <laughs> I really didn't want to screw up in front of everyone uh and so yeah so then the next day came and I just remember being a nervous wreck I remember just pacing around the bottom floor of our house from like 9 a.m to 2 p.m which is when they were calling um yeah, being a real nervous wreck. and um, You literally did nothing else that day, yeah. you told me. I said, what did you do today? And you said, nothing. I was so nervous all day. I literally did nothing. Yeah, because I was planning to do a bit of study, you know, and I think I got a little run in, half an hour run in in the morning, and that was it. That's all I could do the rest of the time. I was just pacing on the bottom floor. And then the time came, and, I, and I, once I was on the phone, I don't really know what happened, but you can remember this as well. Like, I went from this really nervous wrecked all of a sudden this brash overconfident character. You were very cocky on your Hamish and Andy segment. I don't know what happened. It must have been a coping mechanism or something. That just all of a sudden must have been my way of channeling my nerves was just going, you know, the overconfident route, almost trying to convince myself that I was ready to go. Yeah, well they you could have been setting yourself up for failure there. Um, but you didn't. It actually went very well. 
Mm, yeah, I had to race Andy. Five questions. He had a calculator. I had to do it off the top of my head. Bit of multiplication, bit of division, uh, and uh, it all went pretty well. Four to one to me. And the last question was a little bit of a little bit of a trick, a little bit of a joke, I think. So, uh, yeah, but I walked away with one of our most prized possessions, a Hamish and Andy coin, which was exciting. Oh, it's such a joy to have that in the house. There was a bit of controversy at the time. Regular Hamish and Andy show listeners, which should be everyone, but mm. I do not understand why some people don't listen. But anyway, um, some regular listeners would know that Nathan could have had a shot at the highest value coin, which is the eight coin coin. Yeah. Um, obviously, none of the coins have any actual value, but <laughs> that is the highest value you can get. Uh, if Nathan was willing at the start to say he could get them all right um, and beat the calculator every time, then he could have gotten that highest level of coin, but he decided to go for the second down level of coin, which is still an excellent coin. Mm. Um, they also have a coin called the token of no value, and that was never thrown around for your segment. <laughs> so um, so you did well, although our, some of our friends and loyal listeners of the show would agree that you should have probably gone for the eight coin coin, seeing as you did get them all. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm used to, just with my numbers tricks, I'm used to just giving right answers. I very rarely practice racing a calculator, so I didn't actually know if I was quicker than a calculator or just as accurate as a calculator on those things. So, And I was feeling really nervous, as I said, so I just didn't want to take a, a big old risk. It's fair enough. It's safe to say Hamish and Andy are probably our top two... Australian celebrities or even celebrities of all time. Yeah, definitely Australian celebrities. Yeah, yes. maybe. Yeah, we love them. They just make us so happy. Deeply. Yeah. And so we're just so glad that you got on the show. Yeah, we like Hugh Jackman, but we don't have the personal relationship that we do with <laughs> Hamish and Andy. All of the personal relationships that I have with Hamish and Andy. Excuse me. <laughs> Wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for me. And they actually made a song for you. I'll see if we can put it in the podcast here. Um, um, Andy's uh, very kindly made a song for you, Nathan. Is a calculator. He's thinking it up while we're typing it down. Nathan's a calculator. Woo. It's a party trick that makes his wife proud. Good. It was very exciting. We had a listening party to listen to the segment, and it was it was a thrill. Yeah, was- we played some Hamish and Andy games at home. We put up um, cal- pictures of calculators on the walls and pictures of Hamish and Andy's faces merged with your face. It was a great time. <laughs> It was really good. Well, before we finish off this segment, I feel a bit of a responsibility here uh, to ask you a couple of questions Mm. just for those who haven't heard the segment to see your skills. So everyone, get your calculators out. Um, I won't be checking these, so (laughs) you can check them and send us an email if they're wrong. Um, Let's start off with a multiplication. Mm. So 349 times by 13. Four, five, three, seven. Okay, I'll assume that's right. <laughs> um, okay, 96 mm-hmm. divided by four. 24. Oh, that's too easy. <laughs> How do you get the ones where it makes a decimal place? <laughs> Oopsie. How, do you have to do three numbers? Uh, three divided by two, you're okay, more likely okay, to get a decimal sorry. place. Uh <laughs> Four nine. The person struggling with this bit of the segment is me, not the person doing the actual divisions. Uh, four nine six divided mm. by 
47. Mm, 10.55319148 Okay, cetera. now you're just showing up. <laughs> well done. And send us in your times where you were almost famous at all light no shade pod at gmail.com. shops recently um at the grocery store doing our weekly visit yep and i don't know if you remember but at the checkout we saw something a magazine uh no (laughs) okay well we saw a magazine and it had one of those classic headlines like jennifer aniston and brad Mm, pitt oh those magazines shock baby yeah Yeah. like okay they're not even together i saw one the other day that was Meghan Markle has been caught with Tom Cruise. <laughs> what are you talking about? And when you click yeah. on the article, it's like, they were once um, in 2002 seen at an award show together. Um, you know, not together together, but just they were both at the same award yeah. show. Stupid. So, so stupid. annoying. But it inspired for me um, a game I thought we could play. Mm-hmm. The game is called... Click bait or click great. Oh, very good. <laughs> good rhyming. All by yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought I could give you three news headlines mm-hmm. uh, and you can guess whether you think they are indeed click bait or if they are click great and a real storyline that yep. has some substance to it. Sounds good. Okay. So first one, there's three. Mm-hmm. Princess Mary leaves fans shell-shocked after revealing secret baby photos in rare isolation selfie. <laughs> click bait or click great, Nathan? Shell-shocked. It's not that controversial. Why would fans be shell-shocked <laughs> by baby photos? Um, I'm going to say click great. It was clickbait. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, so when you click on the article, um, by Woman's Day, I have to call them out oh, here, um, we lost a potential future sponsor, but yeah. <laughs> that was, they have a lot of clickbait on there. Mm. Um, it was her, uh, it was Princess Mary on a Zoom call yeah. where you see her in her office and in the background, um, there's some pictures of her children, her four children as babies. Nice. So I just, I cannot understand how that could leave a fan shell-shocked. Um, the word secret baby photos makes it sound like there's something controversial or there's a baby yeah. we didn't know about or something. Um, but no, it was just the photos that were on her wall in the background behind her. Clearly, she knew everyone could see them. I'm not shell-shocked. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. They got you. Zero from one. Zero from one. All right. Headline two. Bikes become the new toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Is that clickbait or clickbait? That's weird. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say clickbait. 
You are correct. Yes. Bikes have become the new toilet paper with a big W general manager telling news.com.au we could have never predicted the surge in demand in some of these categories. And in March alone, we saw an 88% increase in bike sales when compared to last year. Mm. That is sort of the way that toilet paper has gone. So I would say that's, that's click great. Yeah. And running and cycling is one of the two of the few legal exercises these days. So... It's not surprising that people are turning to the uh, to the old bike. Yeah. Well, you've now... This is... It all comes down to this. Oh, third gosh, headline. So much pressure. I know. Okay. So, I chose this one just for you because mm-hmm. it fits mm-hmm. with your interests. Roger Federer at center of stunning conspiracy theory. <laughs> uh, what is the conspiracy theory? Um... That's what they want you to click for. Let's see. The only thing I know about Roger Federer is that he's trying to get men and women's tennis to merge at the moment. I don't know whether that'd be considered a conspiracy theory right now. I'm going to say click bait. Wow. You actually also nailed the story. Um, <laughs> this story was about him trying to merge the women and men's tennis uh, companies or corporations mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. Um did you say click great? Clickbait. You said clickbait. You are correct. Yes, two out of three. So the inverted commas conspiracy theory was that he might have been posting about the uh, merging of the two organizations to gain an extra thousand followers uh, in a day. <laughs> uh, and he has a huge number of followers. Yeah. So I don't think the use of stunning was appropriate there. Yeah. I don't think Roger's worried about gaining extra followers. I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well done. You won clickbait or click great. Thank you. Thank you. This is almost as satisfying as my Hamish and Andy win. <laughs> I would hope so. Working from home, reco of the week. You don't need to be working at home to do this one. <laughs> what is it, Nathan? So this week we're chatting about quarantine pyramids. Uh, this has been a little popular sensation the last couple of weeks where people are getting a, a pyramid of their family and putting the worst contributors on the bottom <laughs> of the pyramid and then we're slowly working their way up to the person on the top being the best contributor to the family. Um, a little bit confusing because the people on the bottom are actually the most important part of a pyramid, but <laughs> something technical. That yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. It's okay. I sort of understand, you know, the top person being the star. I get that. So yeah. You were seeing a lot of dogs up near the tops of pyramids, yeah. um, bringing the most vibe in quarantine. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, dogs are just easy winners because they're harder to get annoyed at. So it's true. just a safe option to put near the top. What about in our household? What do you think the pyramid would be? <laughs> well, there's only two of us. so um, Perhaps the large amount of Easter chocolate could be part of the pyramid. In yeah, this situation. that would be the star, the, player, the star player. <laughs> Getting us through. Oh, we can add our imaginary work colleague, Sharon, oh, and put yeah, her at the bottom of it. Put her at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and that way we always feel a bit better about ourselves. But 
problem is even if it's us it's us two and Sharon then one of us also has to be on the bottom um, I feel like it's tricky because there's only two of us so I don't know if yeah. we're going to agree on which of us could be at the bottom yeah so we'd have to be a little bit of humility from both of us to to admit when we haven't brought it <laughs> brought it for the week <laughs> I actually feel like last week not the week we just had last week would have been you because I felt like you did a lot of cleaning of the kitchen oh, which you. is one of our least favorite jobs mm. um, but this week I feel it's been more even yeah, you've done some good baking. Yeah, which brought, and sweeping. Brought positive and sweeping, yeah. Yeah, no, there's been a couple of times where I've gone out, come back, and um, the house was looking a million times better than it was. So Thank you. So, shout out All to right, you. All right, give it the, to me. You can do the star of the week. <laughs> All right, we'll go Sharon on the bottom, yeah. then Nathan, yeah. then me, then Easter chocolate on yeah. top. Sounds good. Sounds Make good. your quarantine period. <laughs> <laughs> What's our good news story of the week this week? This week, it is about our beloved Australian company, Arnott's. Mm, Yes. They have decided to do the big recipe release and release a number of uh, their recipes from their biscuits. So you'll be able to make your own Monte Carlos at home, your own, I assume, iced Vovos. They're the best mm-hmm. one, hands down. They get no appreciation, though, so I don't expect uh, anyone to agree also the Tim Tam brand. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I don't like them. Yeah, but they... Um... Oh, that should be an unpopular opinion, actually. <laughs> I'm wasting it. <laughs> I'll delve into that yeah. in a future episode. Just try and make those anyway, if it's been released. Yeah, well, even if it's a good news story, I would just like to add, it's um, a very clear PR stunt as well. Yep. Yeah, they have adapted the recipes for home, so they've actually put on the website that they may not taste like the ones that you mm, buy. Okay, okay. I smell someone wanting some headlines here, but yeah. anyway, they've got one from all I know. Mm, shade. Yeah, if they're not careful, it'll be scam of the week. So just watch yourself, <laughs> Arnott's. I'm going to give you a good news story of the week for now, but you know we can change our minds. <laughs> Thanks for listening to All Light, No Shade this week. Don't forget to send us your Zoom power moves, your Zoom fails, the moments you are almost famous at alllightnoshadepod at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.